As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford-Berry. Jennifer Fordberry back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. And we know that you're in the middle of a very busy day, but I want you to take 29 minutes for yourself and join us because today's show is going to be a marriage saver or a marriage enhancer. So my guest today is Catherine O'Brien, and she is the author of her new book called Happy with Baby, Essential Relationship Advice When Partners Become Parents. So welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm happy to be here. So we were just saying off um, audio that I'm pretty excited to have you on today because we haven't done an episode regarding marriage in a while, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think that it's something, um, you know, as moms, we're always really striving to be the best mom we can be. And we think about that basically 24 hours a day. So we sometimes forget about our poor husbands, or maybe we don't strive to be the best wife we can be as much. So today we're going to kind of focus on the men in our lives. And I'm just super um, happy to have you and to share your new book. But can you start off and just tell the audience a little bit about your background and how you got into this got into this kind of work and all the way to leading up to this book. Yeah, so I I am a licensed marriage and family therapist out here in California, and I've been one for almost 20 years now. Uh, my specialty is working with maternal mental health and new parents, but I didn't kind of, I didn't get into that area of focus until after our first child was born. And he is you know, 14 days away from being 12. So it's been a while. Um, but it was after, after he was born that it really opened to my eyes. It really opened my eyes about how difficult it is to add a baby to the family. I don't know why I thought it would, I don't know why I didn't realize it would be so hard when you, I mean, like how naive was I that, uh, I had a great, you know, relationship with my husband. I, you know, we, I thought we communicated well. I thought everything was easy, but then you bring a baby home, you're, you're exhausted, you're new, you're learning new things constantly. And it really took a toll on our, our relationship and our ability to communicate. And then I would go to like mom, mom groups and like different, you know, exercise classes or different things like that. And then I was like, I'm struggling, but I'm hearing other women struggling even more. So it just like, you know, my wheel started turning and I'm like, okay, these are the things I wish I would have known. This is what I'm hearing. And so it kind of all just like fell together. And I was given an opportunity to teach a workshop. And I was like, yes, I know exactly what I want to teach. I want to teach like basically everything I wish I would have known before we had our, our first child and kind of put that together. And now it's been over 10 years now and it's, you know, became a book and, um, yeah, it's been fun. Like I love, I love working with new parents. I love working um, with moms in general, um, just because we have so much on our plate. And then how do we like enhance our lives? How do we, you know, work with our partner to communicate better, to 
connect on a re you know regular basis so that we can have a healthy relationship and you know how we ended up parents to begin with so absolutely um you know it's interesting because i was talking to a mom yesterday and this is a powerful statement she made and i wonder how many people are contemplating this right now so i hope you hear me loud and clear she literally said to me i divorced the wrong person because mm. i was looking for happiness in the wrong places mm. and i thought and she now is a single mother of three kids and i thought how sad is that to divorce the wrong person and i've had friends that have um done that too or they've literally gotten you know separated or divorced and then told me that they missed their ex. I think that marriage is constantly a yes. work in progress. And like you mentioned, throwing children into it, it makes it more beautiful, but many times also more difficult because there's so many things you have to um, bend and compromise on. And the crazy part is, is they start out as babies. You're, you're trying to connect as a, you know, you're not, yeah. it's not just about you two anymore. You have less time for your husband, but as they evolve and they grow older, your marriage keeps shifting based on those seasons of parenting that you're in. So this is just really, really important work. And I'm hoping that um, if anyone out there today listens to this and is like, you know what, I just need a little bit of extra help or support that you will totally reach out to Catherine or myself. We'd love to help you in that because it's so, so important. Parenting's hard enough um, together, let alone. So let's yes. kind of talk about, you know, I'm just excited to get dive into some of these things that you talk about in your book. So one of the secrets to success that you mentioned in the book is, this is so good exactly what you need to say when you want some time to yourself because self-care is a must mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of women feel guilty mentioning this um yes. but if you can if you can get <laughs> really good at this you're going to be a much happier wife and a much happier mom so tell us what exactly do we need to say okay so this is and tell me if you've heard this before or if you've experienced this before but something i hear from um, moms all the time is they say I don't like I I haven't even had a chance to get a shower but every day my my partner my husband he gets up he takes a shower he he works out he takes a shower he gets his coffee it's not fair why and I'm like they're like why does he get that and I don't and I'm like because he takes it he yeah. does it he's not waiting for permission from you yeah, to do I it go it. take it like you you deserve that just as much as he does he's not waiting for permission and i feel like sometimes we're waiting for permission or we have to ask and and i and i get it because it's like well who's going to watch the baby well that's where that communication that negotiation that that we don't normally have and they don't think of it the same way that we do we're always thinking like 10 steps ahead like okay i'm going to get up the baby's going to need to eat i'm going to need to change a diaper i'm going to have to change the clothes i'm going to you know have to go to the bathroom myself they're like we have all these things in our head and they're just like I get up and I do what I need to do in the moment. I feel like, I don't know, but I feel like they just kind of go with the flow and we're constantly thinking ahead. So we're trying to, to plan everything, but we need to communicate with them. Like, Hey, after you take a shower, after you get your shower, I want, I'm going to go take mine, you know, so you're yeah. going to have to watch the baby, you know, and just, and working together and, and communicating what, what needs to happen. Um, right. And let me just say for this, the moms that maybe the the dad is already at work when they get up in the morning or something mm -hmm. like that. Because when my second was um, like 
real little, my husband worked out of town a lot. Okay. Let me just stop the show for one second and tell the moms out there that are saying they cannot take a shower. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Put that baby in a bouncer or some sort of contain contraption, uh, you know, exercise or something outside mm-hmm. of the shower. They will be perfectly fine for 10 or 15 minutes. If you take care of yourself and get yes. yourself clean and ready to go for the day. I used to do that all the time. I'd pop, pop my head out of the shower curtain. Hey, yep. Yay, yep. <laughs> good. I love you. You're doing great. And then just keep going. I mean, there's just no reason that you can't have a shower. Yeah. And if they I, cry, they cry. Yeah. I did the same exact thing. And if they cry, you just like keep peeking and then they, they see you, you know, they might give you a little smile or whatever. They're going to be fine. They're yep. going to be fine. And yep. you're going to feel so much better too. Cause you Absolutely. will have showered and changed your clothes and taking care of yourself. And don't feel guilty because no. dad is not feeling guilty when dad takes a shower. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I love that. So, I mean, communication basically is the key, not feeling like because you're the mom, you can't take care of yourself like your husband is. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's communicating, you know, it's like setting time, like, cause before kids, I think we kind of take for granted how much time we have and, you know, you get home from work uh, maybe you make dinner together. Maybe you don't, maybe you do your own thing. You sit down, you watch TV, you check in, maybe go for a walk, whatever. It's like no big deal. But now it's like, there are so many other things that you have to do. And so time to check in isn't as plentiful. And so you, you have to be intentional about it. And maybe even like schedules like, okay, let's check in. What do we need to do? What do we want our, you know, evening routine to look like? What do we want our morning routine to look like? How do we support each other, help each other, you know, these are the things that need to happen. And one of us can't do them all. We've got to like work together. So how do we do that? And, you know, it's saying like, Hey, I feel like there's too much on my plate, or I feel like I have, I need, I need some support in this. How can, how can you help me? And my husband and I still do it. Our kids are are older now. They're 12, um, almost 12 and almost eight. And, you know, I've had a kind of a busy schedule recently. And I finally had to tell him like, I, I can't make dinner every night. <laughs> I need you to do it one. I need you to do something one day a week, whether you make it, whether you get dinner, whatever, but I can't, I can't do it every night. I, I feel overwhelmed. You know, I have a couple days that are long and it's, it's too much. It's too overwhelming. And he did it. And I think one of the challenges is, and sometimes I hear this with people, well, I feel like I don't want to have to ask. I'm tired of always asking, how do they not know? How do they not see it? But it's like, they don't see things the same way we do. And we do have to ask. And because we ask, it doesn't take away anything from if they do it for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they don't see things the same way that we see things. They don't see, um, you know, messes the same way we see them. Some of them see, you know, some of them see see that it, totally in a different way. You know, we all have different perspectives of things. So I think it's important to say what we see, what we need, and then they can say what they see and what they need as well. Right. Absolutely. They're not mind mind readers. And the longer you're married, the more fascinated you will be how different God made men and women. Oh my gosh. Sometimes it's like, really? Are you sure God you wanted us to be married? These two types of humans. (laughs) But we do, we attract our opposite. So when things are good, it is a good balance because we balance each other out. They have qualities that we don't and we make great. But when we're having challenges, 
when it's a struggle, those differences are more glaring and they cause, you know, there's conflict. Right. And so it's so important that we make regular times to connect with each other because um, so that we don't have those conflicts. Like I know when my husband and I need more quality time together because like little things he does, like he's standing in the wrong place in the kitchen, you know, he didn't wipe the sink down after he shaved or something, you know, those things annoy me and get me irritated and frustrated. Whereas half the time I don't notice those things, but when we're not connected or we're not spending quality enough quality time together, those things bug me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so true? Yeah. So one of another thing that you talk about in your books and of course is near and dear to my heart being that I'm in the organizing profession is let's talk for a minute about master tips on how to create an all encompassing schedule for your baby. And you say your dates. And then it's so funny because you go, yes, dates. That means without baby, right? That means <laughs> mom and dad have yeah. a date, even when you do have small yeah. children. So let's talk about some of your tips for that. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> and I know it's hard, right? And if you have to get childcare or not, but I think there's, there's ways to make, even if you don't, you can't afford childcare or you're not able to go out at this point, you know, is making time like the baby goes down, the baby's sleeping, or if you're lucky enough and you're able to go out and you have someone come watch the baby, like your parents or something like that, is that you make like time where you're not on your phone, you're not, you know, disconnected from each other. Um, maybe you make dinner together if you're at home. Maybe you you pack a lunch and you go have a picnic or something. Um, I think it's even just sitting down, you know, eating a dessert or something together and just asking each other questions. Like, I think it can be fun sometimes to get like, they have those like table topic cards or, you know, there's apps you can get too that have like, they ask you questions and you can ask them to each other and just kind of get to get to know each other and deeper that connection with each other. You know, what do you think about this? You know, um, do you have a favorite app that you've used for that? <laughs> That's really a good idea. Yeah, there's one. So there's um, the psychologists out of uh, Washington state. I don't know if you know, do um, doctors, John and Julie Gottman. And they do a lot of relationship, like their, their specialties, relationships, they have like a love lab and everything. And they have an app and I'm looking, <laughs> looking it up to make sure I'm telling you exactly what it's called. Um, it's called card decks, Gottman card decks. And they have, there's several different topic areas from like love maps to open-ended questions to, you know, rituals of connection and date questions and appreciation and then they have some that call they call salsa they get a little bit spicy you know which is kind of you know fun just looking at your, your sexual connection and stuff like that and then just some on like expressing needs and empathy and listening so and it's a free app that you can download and that. there's lots of questions on there i love that idea so what about tips on creating a schedule yes so <laughs> I get pushback sometimes from people like, oh, I don't, I hate being overscheduled. And I'm, I, I feel that too. But if we don't, and especially when we have, we're adding new things to our family, we have children, you know, all that stuff. Like if we don't schedule it, it's not going to happen because we get busy. Our kids have activities. We have activities, there's meetings, there's always something to do. And if we're not going to put in there, Hey, this is our date night, or this is our date afternoon you know, maybe you meet for lunch once a week, whatever it is, but like putting it on the schedule, like at least once a week, something that you're going to do for together as a 
in your relationship, but then also scheduling out time for yourself as well, you know, that extra self-care stuff. And then, um, and then like putting that on the calendar every week and then having a meeting, you know, a check-in meeting every week, like, Hey, are we still on for our, you know, our regular, I'd like it if you can do like a regular date that it's kind of routine. Like you always know, you know, Saturday nights or, you know, Thursday afternoons or whatever it is. Cause then you're just having to figure out like, what are we going to do during that time? And not like, well, when is it? But if you can't have it like as a, as like a, um, every week sort of thing, it's like, you're checking in every week, like, Hey, where are we going to make sure we get some extra time together? Where are we going to put our date in, you know, and be, be, um, flexible about it. Um, but checking in with each other about that and looking at the calendar and making sure like if there's other things on there, like, Hey, I'm going to work. I have a meeting on, on Wednesday night. So I'm going to be home later. Like, what do we need to do to make sure that you're supported? You know, like if you're going to have to pick up the kids from school or there's, you know, do we not make dinner that night? Do we order takeout? Like what are things to make life easier, but let's kind of like plan ahead if we, we can, so we can still support each other, even if we're not going to be able to be in the same place with each other. I love that. And the, you know, having a date always makes you feel like an adult again. It reminds mm -hmm. you why you were getting married in the first place, because sometimes mm -hmm. as parenthood goes on, we tend to forget that part of ourselves, or it just seems like it was decades ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me now it was decades ago. I've been married <laughs> almost 22 years, but um, every time we go on a date, it's like you reset because you're focused on each other and it reminds yeah. you what you love about one another. So I think that's, what's the most important thing about a date is just having that one-on-one -on -one time mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be no. extravagant. Um, and you, your dates kind of change as your kids grow older. Yes. So if you have little ones at home right now and you don't have childcare, then make a date at home. Yeah. Or, you know, do a swap with one of your girlfriends so that they can have a date with their husband this month. Yeah. Um, but so my next question is, which is part of going on a date is how to bring the passion back into your relationship after you have children and those fireworks. Um, so that's really, really important because you don't want to wake up, you know, 18 years down the road when you're sending your oldest off to college and look at each other and be like, who are you? Right. <laughs> like, it happens all the time. So yeah. how can we keep that passion alive? Like some tangible tips that, you know, moms can start doing this week. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 well, I think it starts with like making sure that you're connecting with each other, that you're asking each other questions about how you're doing, how you're supporting each other, that you, you know, my husband comes home and it's so easy to just go into what we're doing and not even like look at each other, you know? So it's like, Hey, I see you as you come back, as you re-enter the room together, it's like, I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to give you a kiss, you know, like making sure that you're doing those things because it's so easy not to, because we're so we're busy, right? You're like, you're always busy. There's always things going on. You know, the kids need you, you have to, you know, do some chore, maybe you're, you know, doing business calls, whatever it is, but it's like making sure that you're, you're stopping and connecting and seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and you start to have like your own special 
um, things that keep you connected. Like, yes. for example, we always say good night. I love you before we fall asleep and give each other a kiss. It's like, so yeah. that way, if you do it for so many years, um, it just becomes part of your routine. It becomes a habit and yeah, it's a little thing, but it, it matters. And, um, you know, or whether you, you know, go away for a weekend once a year or, um, you know, different things like in our house, we've always made a big deal out of our anniversary, but then we, mm -hmm. we don't make a big deal out of as much of a big deal out of Valentine's day. We make that about our family. Right. So just little things that over the years, you might, if you're, if you haven't been married a long time right now and you're new to the game, think about what you would love to say you've done for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, and think of it that way and then kind of backtrack and say, we, we can start making this kind of like a little tradition in our marriage. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I like that. I know we, we have, we like to try to go away, like, you know, at least every few months together, like even if it's overnight, even if it's like 12 hours, it's like overnight, or maybe the kids have spent the night at our grandparents' house at their grandparents' house or whatever. Like, it's just nice to have like we miss some, <laughs> but yeah. then like we've enjoyed our time together because we, I mean, we still like to do things together. We, you know, you can pick up a new hobby or something. Our, my husband and I started uh, rowing last year together, which was like new to both of us. And, you know, it was kind of stressful, but kind of fun. And it was like motivating to do together because we, we would have to get up like really early to go. So, um, we could, you know, encourage each other. One of us didn't want to go. The other person did. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and then it kind of stopped like with the pandemic and everything, but, um, we still, we try to always find something new to do together, like to kind of keep our, um, interests and, you know, you could try, um, you know, a cooking class or like a dance class, like doing something different, mm -hmm. you know, we're, neither one of you might be good at it, but it could be fun and you could laugh and, you know, have a good time and, and have it be enjoyable. Absolutely. What about the fact that once you have a child and that's the most, you know, important priority in your life, mm -hmm. what, let's talk about, this is where it gets tricky when you and your husband don't agree on something pertaining to uh, raising the kids, mm. because we've all had those situations and they're yeah. really difficult. Um, so do you have any advice for the listeners when it comes to that? Yeah, I think to listen to where you, um, each other is coming from, like, I, like, I know if I'm getting frustrated and I don't agree with something my husband says to me, I've learned to tell myself like, okay, this means I need more information about where he's coming from. Like, I'm, I'm going to try not to get defensive. <laughs> My initial response might to be to get defensive or get mad or whatever. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. Maybe I need to step back. Maybe I need to go in the other room and we need to talk about this later. But then I'm going to come back and I'm going to get more information and understand, like, why is this important to you? Why, you know, and, and just understand each other um, from a bigger place, you know, instead of just like, no, I don't want our kids to do that. And then you get mad and we're frustrated or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, why is it? Why is this important? You know, is there like a family, you know, a, di you know, family of origin dynamic or something like that, that makes this something that you're not comfortable with, or, you know, just to try to understand each other. And then where, you know, where can we support each other? Where can we make a little compromise? Like, is there a way that we, you know, like, okay, I can see this is more important to you than it is to me. And I can compromise a little bit or vice versa, you know, and, and how can we make it work for our family, for mm -hmm. both of us? Absolutely. 
I think one of the things that helped me a lot um, raising kids with my husband is just understanding that, you know, there's different roles for each of us and yes. where maybe he might come down a little harder on our son, for example, you know, with work ethic and things like that, I'm seeing that pay off now that he is 16 and he has a good work ethic where before I probably as a mom wanted to baby him more than my husband mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that's part of like being a mom, like we hate our kids being upset. You know, we always yeah. want to like them to be happy and we want to nurture them. And then the dads sometimes are like, they see the bigger picture yeah. and they can be, you know, a little bit more of an enforcer. And over the years, I really have gotten to a point where I'm, I'm grateful that it's not just me because there's things that it, it wouldn't have worked out as much if my husband wasn't involved. And so I think as moms, sometimes we have to take a step back and let the, our husbands be the dad that they feel called to be. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. We don't always have to agree. We have to agree in front of the kids, but we don't always have to agree behind closed doors on parenting. Right. And to have those discussions, like, Hey, like, I feel like you're kind of hard on him. Like, tell me what, what's going on. And then, you know, and maybe, maybe they can soften a little bit, but but maybe not, you know, and because right. it is hard, like, oh my gosh, like nothing is worse than seeing my kids hurting in some way, you know, and it's right. like, oh, if I can, however I can take that away, you know, and, and sometimes my husband's like, hey, it's okay, like, it reminds me, like, this is part of development, like, they're going to be okay, you know, yeah, um, and yeah. I think that it's a nice balance. It is, absolutely. So what can we tell the moms listening that, you know, there's definitely moms listening out there, I can feel it, where they want a better marriage. They are willing to do what it takes on their end, but maybe they've gotten off track. Maybe there's some trouble in their marriage. What would you suggest is the next mm -hmm. best step they can take this week? Yeah. Um, I would say schedule, schedule some time with your partner. And I, and I think that is hard to do, especially if we feel off track and we feel like I don't even want to be in the same room with you, you know, like I'm, I'm annoyed with you. Like I, I call that like, you know, maybe there's some resentment where there's frustration we feel like we can't agree on anything. Find the thing that you do agree on. Find the, find the thing that, you know, whether it's something that you, you guys both do well parenting or find something that you know that you do appreciate about them. Like maybe the way they are a dad, maybe the way they talk to the kids or maybe the way they really, you know, maybe they're really good at, you know, doing chores around the house or maybe, you know, that they're, a really good provider is find the thing that you do appreciate about that and, and go from there and, and spend time and let them know what you appreciate about them. But then also, you know, get, get some, something fun to do together. Maybe something you used to enjoy doing together or whatever, but do something fun where it's not work oriented. It's not, you know, parenting oriented, but something that you can do for fun. Absolutely. I love that point because sometimes it's like if you feel like your marriage is off track the first thing you do is oh we're going to go to dinner but then you're mm -hmm. sitting in a public place you're face to face there's mm -hmm. nothing to distract you and if you have to have a car hard conversation sometimes it's better to break the ice with an activity that yeah. kind of gets you laughing or having fun or lightening up before that serious conversation yeah so i think that's really good and another thing i want to mention is if you're if you're feeling like just super annoyed stop 
just take the scorecard because we all have them. Yes. Throw it yeah. out the car window and don't look back. Sometimes yeah. you just need a reset button. And it's as simple as saying, hey, I know you're annoyed with me for X, Y, and Z. We don't even have to get into it right now. Let's just, starting today, throw the scorecard away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it was interesting because I was talking to someone recently and they told me um, they were so, like their, their scorecard, they had all the points and their partner had none. And, um, <laughs> And after, and the next time I, we spoke, she's like, I just feel so much better. Like, I don't like nothing changed, like nothing is different, but I just feel like it's not as big. Like sometimes almost even like mentioning like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like, and it was even just to me, but, um, you know, sometimes even telling your partner, like, uh, you know, we, my husband, I mentioned he, cause he kind of talks about this. He's in the book with me, but, um, he talks about it where it's like, we were keeping score, like who was doing more. And then we finally like had a conversation about it and nothing changed. But the fact that we could both say like, Hey, I'm feeling like I'm doing all this and I'm feeling like I'm doing all this. And it just like, kind of like took the, the steam out of it. Right. Because you, you kind of put it out there and sometimes you say, it and you're like, okay, that's ridiculous. I realize I am not doing everything because these are all the things that you're doing, but kind of just like takes, you know, takes all the pressure out and can be um, make things a little bit better and at least like, okay, now I can see you better. And I'm not so focused on your, this score. <laughs> right. Right. And I feel, I feel like sometimes as women, we don't want to like rock the boat. So we just mm -hmm. keep stuffing our emotions down and not mm -hmm. communicating. And I think there's a, a fine line of communicating in a way where you can say, Hey, this is bothering me without making it a huge deal but pointing it out because I always, you know, I always tell younger women that you don't want to fight about the same thing for 30 years yeah. and you will, if you don't mention it when it starts happening. Um, and it might not get fixed or it might not go away right away, but at least voicing it and making your partner aware that it bothers you does help. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel better because you realize that you're, you're being true to yourself. You're not trying to act like things don't bother you. Right. And yeah, because oftentimes they don't know. And, and oftentimes like we fight about the same things, but there's usually something underlying. Like I'm mad at you that, you know, I have all these things to do, but the fact is that I could be, I'm actually mad. It feels like you never, you're never home and I'm having to do all this stuff and I miss you and I want to spend time with you. And I wish you could get home sooner is like the bigger issue, but I'm like annoyed at like, you don't do dishes. You don't, you know, do any laundry. You're, you're not helping me with the kids in the evening or whatever it is. But it's like, the bigger thing is like, I, I want more support. I want us to feel like we're doing this more together. And how can that happen? Yeah, absolutely. And when you're mad, sometimes you don't want to say, actually, I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's like, then they'll win and you don't yeah. want them to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, yeah. Well, if it's a win for your marriage, yes. a win for yes. your children. Absolutely. And, I mean, Absolutely. There's nothing more important, especially in today's society than, you know, doing whatever you possibly can and giving your kids a solid family. And if it doesn't work after you've, you know, it yeah. just I, people that, you know, you see people that have marriages, I work with tons of women and when it just gets to the point where it's toxic or it's just not working, mm -hmm. I think the best gift you can give yourself as a mom yeah. is knowing that you've exhausted everything within your own power. Right. Right. You don't want to have regrets and yeah. you be able to tell your children someday you did everything that you could think of in your own power. 
Um, so yeah, I love this. This is so good. I hope it's lifted all the women listening up and, you know, we're all going to have, you know, these amazing nights tonight with our husbands. (laughs) Yes. Get the juices stirred up here. Um, but also just remember that marriage is another thing that helps us grow into the best version of ourselves, just like being a mom. And it's mm-hmm. a process and it's a journey and it's not going to be perfect starting today or yesterday, but you'll get there if you stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want everybody to make sure they get the name of the book. First of all, if anything that we mentioned, I'm going to have the app linked. I'm going to have Catherine's book linked all in the show notes. And if you're not already already subscribing, you can just go to jenniferfortberry.com and subscribe to the newsletter, um, the mailing list newsletter, because that's where all the show notes go. But again, for everyone listening, the book is called Happy with Baby Essential Relationship Advice When Partners Become Parents. And I'm assuming they can get that on Amazon? Yes. Okay. And for your um, anyone that would like to still connect with you, your website is called happywithbaby.com. Yes. So, and, um, you'll have, we'll have the links to your social media too, but thank you so much, Catherine, for all the great advice. I wish you the best with your new book. That's always mm-hmm. exciting when your first book comes out, it's yes. like another baby in itself, right? It really, it really felt like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the longest labor. Let me tell you. <laughs> it, it's so much work. And then when it yeah. comes into the world, you're like, what will people think? And, yeah. oh, it's an emotional journey, but it's very rewarding. So you know, congratulations. to Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. And thanks to every mom listening out there. We hope you have a blessed day and a blessed marriage until next time. Good job. Thank you. That was fun.